to now try this the podcast where your boys nick and marcus that's me get together every week to try things oh my god marcus thanks so much for that wonderful introduction you know what nothing was wrong with it it was perfect we can end the show on a high wow i mean start the yeah. show on a high are we are no, we ending right no, now no 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 it's not gonna get better than that we gotta end it right oh, now oh sorry guys say goodbye marcus See, good night guys <laughs> guys welcome to now try this like he said i'm nick he's marcus we're two best friends and every week we try something. Today we are trying one of Marcus's challenges. He has challenged me to watch Fear Street Part 1, 1994. But before we get to that, just a couple quick things to get out of the way. If you want to, make sure to go check out our last episode of The Bachelorette that Marcus had to try. He had to re-ingratiate himself with Bachelor Nation. Yes, and before that, the week before that, we did Bo Burnham's Inside, but that one was a special one that came our way. Marcus, why? That one was special because it came from our patrons over on Patreon. You want to join the Patreon and submit challenges for us to try. You can head over to patreon.com slash now try this cast. We are accepting challenges from you guys every month and then we put them in a poll and the patrons over there go and vote on them and that determines what we do and guys we are you still have time to get those august submissions and we have seen some crazy things we have done cabaret hunter hunter ps i love you bo burnham's inside other challenges we want to see strange weird things please challenge us to do them we are excited for almost anything but if you can't give any money to the Patreon, even a dollar to vote, that is more than fine. You please go ahead and follow us on everything at Now Try This Cast. We mm -hmm. stream live every Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time at twitch.tv slash Now Try This Cast. You can pick up those podcast episodes everywhere you get podcasts on Mondays. And what's actually really helpful, and Marcus, I don't know if mm -hmm. you know this, we need a big push, like a big one. Like, okay. like, what's the biggest thing you could physically push? Like, what could you, Marcus, physically push that's the biggest? Like, what? Like, what? I want to say my dick so bad. Ooh, don't say gonna... that. Oh, great. Good call. <laughs> you avoided I'm, it? I'm, I'm avoiding saying it. This is me not saying it. Uh, for Pokemon in the chat, listen, if you have a challenge you want to do, go ahead and join that Patreon. Marcus has to do it. That's the way it That's works. True. Go ahead and, enjoy and the submit Patreon it. And submit that in the, you know, into the Patreon. I'm going to have to do it. Them well, Marcus, the, rules. The, big, the big push is because... I don't know if you know this. We have 95 iTunes reviews. We're so close to breaking 100. 100? And you know what wow. happens when you break 100? You know what happens? What happens? You're top tier. We're top tier. Wait, like... Don't you... Yeah. You just become top tier that easily? Yeah, you just... Yeah, you get 100 reviews wow. and just become top tier. Guys. What an exclusive club that we could yeah. be a part of. So you guys can go ahead and go to your iTunes account on your podcast apps on your iPhones or log on on the computer and give us five stars and leave a review. You can literally write anything. You can literally like write what Tori's Pop did five stars and said, five stars, five stars. Did I say five stars? Five stars. Beautiful. Thank what you so much, Tori's Pop. Or... If you'd like, you can live a nice thought review that we will read here on the podcast, like mm -hmm. the radio boy did. And he said, unexpectedly raw, wonderfully engaging. 
Now try this claims to be a show where two friends get together so they can try things. It's the description, the title, even the intro song is simply that. But in truth, that claim hides the raw and genuine energy these two bring to every episode of this show. They don't just try things. They use these topics to give their visceral takes on the human condition as they know it. Each new episode has been an utter treat, and I'm so excited to see what comes. The Radio Boy, thank you so much for your sweet, sweet words. Hell yes. That was a very thought-provoking review. I am I am always impressed by the your. constant stream of wonderfully thought-provoking reviews that are left there. For Pokemon, we are then unexpectedly raw <laughs> all the time. Please enjoy the pod. Marcus, <laughs> with all that stuff out of the way, before I again get to the topic at hand i I just have to ask we usually don't do this we usually don't do this and maybe the answer is no and i'm gonna be super disappointed okay watch any more of the bachelorette i have (gasps) what's uh just give me one uh sentence or two just uh just 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 wet my palate about what we're where we're at okay so blake is a fucking snake and that's honestly what i have to say he's playing the game Blake is playing the game harder than anyone else on that fucking show right now. He's crushing Thomas, it. Thomas, all those people, they, they fucking failed to be manipulative, right? Blake, yeah. master manipulator. That guy, he's playing Bachelorette. This is his like third Bachelorette that he's like been a part uh-huh. of. That's right. He knows the game and he's playing it. That's all I can say. I I hate him. It sounds like you don't. It sounds like you guys don't like Blake. I like Blake. Lexi and I are rooting for Blake. We like them together, and I think he's gonna win. I have you think seen that? Might win. Have you seen? Have you seen the edit he's gotten? He's like being painted as like he nothing about. You might think what he's doing is manipulative, but that show is not editing it that way. Yeah, no, I, I agree. They they played like music that swelled and showed how romantic <laughs> all the things he was doing, yes. and I was like, "What are you talking about?" The 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 ending is framing it in a way that makes him look like he's super romantic and awesome, but no. Ooh. He's manipulative as fuck. Dash nine four four two just said he has the advantage of knowing that he doesn't have to follow the rules. Honestly, that's true. She's she's right. Uh, yeah. And honestly, that's usually who do, do does well on the show. Like you picking pick peeking back behind that curtain and saying things that like you're not supposed to say, and like you know that's totally like the way to go. And yeah, I'm I'm here for it. <laughs> you know what? For Pokemon, you're not wrong. He, he does, does give a little he, bit of little dick energy. He does have little but dick like energy, in a sweet, but right. in like a sweet way. Like I think it's like charming. <laughs> like I think it's like sweet. Anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just wanted to c- c- see what you're doing, guys. If you want more Bachelorette. We will let you know what's going on at the end of the season, <laughs> how we feel. If you want a special episode, if you want us to live react to the last episode, hey, go to that Patreon, donate, submit. Mm-hmm. We are open to new things. We will try stuff just for you. That's the Do name right of up. the show. That's the name of the game. But Marcus, have you tried anything new recently? Have you have you had the time to embark in anything besides your love? Your love of The Bachelorette. Okay, besides that, I actually did try something new, Nick. And I hope you aren't Ooh. offended, but oh, I probably. I started another podcast. That's the new thing yes, I tried. I'm, I'm deeply, deeply offended. Yes, uh-huh. I don't know how yeah, I yeah. could not be offended. Yeah, I'm sorry. Please, you're, but Nick, everyone, you know what? You're uh, always tell, my number tell one. Marcus, he's a betrayed. That's you're not, my number one. Baby. I'm not with my number hey. one anymore. That's not how that. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, all right. Please continue. I guess. Okay, so it is called the Weirdzilla Podcast, where I actually go on with someone else who I did a previous shout out to. 
that guest spot I did on his show went so well, we started a separate podcast where we talk about the weird and strange things that go on in the world. And we would, I would love it if you would go check it out. Give me that name again. Weirdzilla Podcast. Guys, go check them out. Leave them reviews. Follow them on socials. They are friends of the show. Because Marcus is on it, Hell I yeah. am deeply offended. No, Nick's going to be on it too, baby. I'm getting him oh, there. This, oh, I don't, I, don't, I don't know. I don't cheat on my first love. I don't I'm bringing do you over into my relationship, baby. I don't do it. No, that's. I'm so happy that you have another outlet. I'm so excited to check it out, as everyone else should too. Mm-hmm. What did you try? Don't even ask me if I've tried anything. I tried nothing. I was going to ask you. It. Don't even ask you? Oh, oh I cleaned God. my oven today. It took me an hour. I don't know. What, like, Nick's what, being like, coy, what but he's got, he's got shit brewing too. It'll, it'll come later. I do, guys. Don't worry. You will <laughs> see. Oh, you know what? I can do this because I, I have a show, and this is how this works. Guys, if you want to see me perform live, musical improv live i will be performing on july 30th at the magnet theater you go to the magnet theater go to magnettheater.com you can pick up tickets we're doing musical megawatt my team's name is merrill we are going to do a half an hour improvised musical live on stage we don't know anything you're going to give us a suggestion we're going to make up a whole musical hell yes doesn't that sound riveting and amazing please that sounds awesome buy a ticket check it out Oh, yeah. If you're in the New York City area, go see Nick's show or else. Oh, I guess I also had a I performed off Broadway on Sunday. I guess that's. Oh, my okay. God. I, I, I what a stuff. big brag. <laughs> Nick's over here saying, don't ask me because I haven't tried anything new, but it looks like you have. I wasn't going to mention it, but Lexi mentioned in the chat. And I, I guess it is a big deal. I should mention it. I was I was asked to join the eight is never enough improv troupe that performs at the Broadway Comedy Club. And I had my performance on Sunday and it went rather well left at the things i did on stage and you know what i think they were only laughing at me about half the time at you laughter is laughter however you get it you get it you know what i mean it's fun i don't think you're making people laugh i think it's good i think it's a good thing whatever listen (laughs) guys i will check out my website more performances follow us on instagram and stuff i don't know maybe we'll shout it out i don't know whatever (laughs) i don't like talking about what i'm doing i you know what it is i do so much shit right yeah. Like the podcast is the only thing that I like try to vigorously promote because it's important to me, mm-hmm. but I do a lot of stuff. <laughs> yeah. And if I was to shamelessly plug all of this stuff, I would just, I would be that guy. Yeah. I would be like, Hey guys, I'm doing this. Hey guys, check me out here. Hey yeah, guys, yeah, do yeah, this. Yeah. Hey guys. That's true. You got to pick and choose. I, I make Facebook posts about stupid things just so I can talk about the podcast on my posts. <laughs> so it's not Fair. only podcast yeah, coming yeah, up yeah, on yeah. my feed. Yeah. You know? But I honestly don't even enough. I posted on Facebook today about the podcast. No one responded. You know why? Because I'm not posting enough. I no. Post more. It's because Fear Street is a challenge that no one wanted to talk about, I guess. But I do. Oh. And so do you. Well, You're forced to now. And that's the point. Yeah, of I was podcast. about to say, at, at what point have did I say I wanted to? I feel like I've been forced. I feel like that's the conceit of the show. <laughs> Be sure oh, to share Marcus. when the OnlyFans drops for Pokemon, says Nick. So let us know. Well, maybe there already is one. Guys, follow me on everything. Maybe you'll find it. Secret links. You got to look for them. You got to look for those links. <laughs> there's like My an extra, is- there's extra letters in your sentences that are just weird and off and you put it all together. It leads to the secret website. I like it. Ooh, yeah. Ooh, you know, OnlyFans was created not for the sex industry. It has just been taken over by it. We could have an OnlyFans and do like, true. I don't know. What would, <laughs> what would we do? What could we offer? We could offer, oh, we could offer pictures of our meals every day. 
We could uh-huh. offer yeah. TED Talks on what we're oh, experts no. on. Oh, no. Like, oh, like, uh, no. Like, if you if you had OnlyFans, Marcus, what would you do on it? I would. I don't know. I'll send pictures of my feet. I so. feel like that's... I feel like I was trying to set you up for to not do that on OnlyFans. Oh, like, no. A, but, like, I would draw, like, smiley faces. I would start a play, maybe. Like, I'll, I feet. would do Macbeth, but with my feet. I think okay. that's what I would do. Honestly, I would check it out. Marcus, what are we doing here today? Nick, today we came here to talk about Fear Street. Part one, 1994. And do you know why? Literally, I have no idea, Marcus. Why did you give me this challenge? (laughs) Nick, I gave you this challenge before I saw it because I wanted to watch it. You did a no-no. You did a no-no. I did a no-no. I wanted to I wanted to watch it. We've done it before on the podcast. It's fine. There's precedent. And yeah, and every time we do, it's always a big mistake. (laughs) I, I was I was so stressed out. Uh, with life and everything going on i haven't had time for anything like personal really and so i've been like okay you know what i'm gonna do i'm going to just say that we have to do this and i will then force myself to watch this movie because i really want to watch it i was excited about it because i grew up on goosebumps i was a huge goosebumps kid i loved it i watched the show i read all the books i was a big fan of rl stein but fear street was always something that eluded me Fear Street Why? was was it was a little older and I was like a kid still. So it was like four oh, teenagers and older kids right. and I was too young for it. So Goosebumps was my jam, but Fear Street was more mature. It had real murder in it. It had like actual consequences, whereas Goosebumps most of the time it ended with like, oh, no, maybe something scary might happen later. But for the most part, everyone was fine at the end of the book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's Goosebumps have a very it's um it's that reset thing, kind of mm-hmm. like a South Park thing. Like it always it usually feels like the world resets with just like a little thing that's a little weird. Yeah, but everybody's okay. It ends where it started pretty much, but at the end it's like, and then another dummy will show up in the episode, or like you'll hear slappy laughing or uh the the monster's mask will be on a different person it's like oh maybe they'll be the next bad guy who knows say what's your favorite goosebumps book oh man i loved the choose your own ending books i would read those over and over again and like yeah go through there was one that happened it took place in a circus and I think that one was probably my favorite. Just choose your own ending one. Ooh, I don't think I read that one for very specific reasons. That makes sense. But it was cool because you got to you have to like the way it was set up is different than the other ones. Because in the beginning, you had to pick items. You had to pick oh. three items to take with you on for the rest of the book. And there's the only items you had. So then oh. the rest of the choices were based on if you took this item, turn to page five. You took this item, turn to page three. Whoa. So it was so really cool. Weird. It was really different than the rest of them. But so you like Goosebumps. Fear Street Loved alluded Goosebumps. you. Fear Street. Yep. So you were just like, hey, fuck it. let's go. Yeah. Fuck it. Just hell yeah. Whatever. I have been eager. Have you watched the old Goosebumps show? Or are you a big fan? Well, we can. Let's talk about Goosebumps for a minute. Yeah, it's 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 relevant. I I think I'm not obsessed like you are, but I read probably a fourth Maybe not a fourth. There's a lot of fucking Goosebumps book. I probably read like 20 to 30 Goosebumps books mm-hmm. growing up. Loved the Choose Your Own Adventures. Read a lot of the classics, like whatever the mask one is called and whatever the dummy one is called. Yeah. Some of those. And I definitely watched the TV show. Watched a lot of that TV show. Watched some of the movies that came out. Loved that shit. It was good. It was great. Hell yeah. That I yeah. agree. Goosebumps was fantastic. I watched the TV show. It was fantastic. The books were great. It was fun. It was so good for kids. 
Though if I can say something maybe controversial. Oh, shit. Okay. I was more of an Are You Afraid of the Dark kid. Fair enough. I know that I people way more of that. are in both camps. I mm, watched you gotta more. Choose. I'm team Are You Afraid of the Dark. I watched more Goosebumps because it was on Fox 5. And mm. Are You Afraid of Dark was on Nickelodeon. Nickelodeon. I, I was a Nickelodeon kid. I yeah. love Nickelodeon. So, That's fair. What was some of your favorites? Of the episodes? Or yeah, yeah, anything. Yeah, about yeah. well, or why'd you, say, and why did you like it so much? It was just easy reading. I feel like I grew up mm-hmm. liking horror. I was raised on horror movies, but there aren't there isn't horror content for kids. I didn't have access to like adult horror books to read. And I used to read a lot more as a kid than I do now. And so Goosebumps was that like access to it. Right. It made me feel mature. Right. It made me feel adult without actually being too scary for me. Granted, I was kind of scared of Slappy as a kid, but it was still very digestible. Oh, Slappy didn't get me. I thought he was funny. Slappy was pretty that funny. Wasn't, that, wasn't, but, that wasn't one of mine. But all the books have this like tongue-in-cheekness about them, right? Like they're fun. They're meant yes. for kids, but they don't talk down to kids, which is really what you're looking for as a kid. You don't want to be told that you're an idiot. You know, you don't want to be like, this is a kid's book. You're a child and you're an idiot for liking this. It's it's you want to be respected. <laughs> Uh, you grew up watching Flavor of Love and I Love New York. A little different childhood than our <laughs> watching Goosebumps and Are You Afraid of the Dark. Well, Fair. we've talked a lot about why you love horror, so we don't think we rehash that. But yeah. I do, I do, I do want to know since since you watched this new for the show, this I did. Week, what were your expectations? How were you feeling going in? Were you like, I want this to be Goosebumps for adults. I want this to be different and new. I want this to be the same and uh, like hit that spot in my heart. Like grandma's cookies. Like what were you like? What did you want? I wanted. I I think what I wanted was maybe impossible. But what I wanted was. Oh, (laughs) you know, though, you know, right? I know. So I have reasonable expectations. But I would have liked a Goosebumps for adults or for teenagers. You know, like that's what I'm open to. Let it be silly. Let it be campy. Let Arl Stein's unique humor, you know, kind of like pave the way for the story and yeah. see where it goes. That's what I was looking forward to. OK, what do yeah, you I, know? I, oh, sorry. I was going to say, what did you know about Fear Street going into it? I knew that these movies were coming out. I knew that they were. I never read Fear Street. I didn't even know they existed until a couple of years ago, but I knew it would be. I was assuming it'd be like Goosebumps for like adults. I here's the thing going in. I didn't know whether it'd be for teenagers or for adults. And here's mm. a spoiler. I still don't know the answer to that. question. <laughs> so <laughs> I would say Fear Street is for teenagers. It was meant um, for teenagers. I, I know the book was. I'm the saying books, I don't know. Books, what books, books. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm saying right off the bat, just as we get into this right mm-hmm. away, almost immediately, I had no idea who this movie was for. I agree. You not know because, what? Not because it was good. Not because it was bad. But it felt like it should have picked one. Like, it feels like if it picked a teen movie, it would have been more successful. If it yeah. picked an adult movie, it would have been more successful. But it tried to do both. And they seemed a little counter incongruent. I could see what you're saying. I 100% I don't think I agree with it, but I see it for sure. I see oh, that totally. like there were elements that didn't mesh well. And it might be because of that. Dash line for for two said I was feeling like it was aiming at Riverdale. Yes, I think you're right, which I think also is incongruent. Because <laughs> it wants 13 year olds to watch it. Yeah. But Archie has a six pack and he's 37. So like, I don't know who. The, yeah, <laughs> I don't know who this yeah is it for, was but... hard to gauge. I feel like this movie was it was teenagers right like it was maybe geared towards teenagers but which ones 
right? Because that that range is so wide. Thirteen yeah. to eighteen is widely different. Yeah, they don't they don't do that. There's PG thirteen is rated R. Like mm-hmm. that's that's why it's like that. There's not fourteen yeah. fifteen. It's um anyway, but but I will say right off the bat, the movie started and I was impressed. I didn't know what I was getting in for. And we've talked about it before, but I hate I hate movies that feel cookie cutter. I hate movies that feel yeah. the same. I hate movies that have the same shots, the same angles, the same stuff. And right away, the movie seemed like it was trying to do mm-hmm. stuff, like with its angles and the way it was trying to trying to do tension. You know what it reminded me a little of right off the bat in style? It reminded me a little of that new Child's Play movie, which I oh, liked yeah. a lot. I didn't that like movie, that one, but I, I liked agree. that movie a lot. I thought that movie was really well made. I thought it was just like a really nice movie, a nice hour and a half, like romp. Like it knew what it was trying to do and it did that thing. Yeah, I agree. And I thought at the beginning of this movie that that would be the case. Because this <laughs> opening sequence is it's so a, good, right? It's a good opening sequence. I feel like it's a it's an homage to kind of classic horror <sighs> movies. You know, yes. it just starts off very Scream, which is also a 90s movie, right? Like it, yeah. you can tell that there's 90s horror inspirations in this. So it starts off with like an homage to Scream. Yeah. And there's someone working. She gets a phone call. It's this weird guy. He leaves. And then she 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 ends up getting chased by a creepy guy. And then he stabs her. I this whole time at the beginning, all I was thinking to myself and I was and I turned to Lexi and said as much. I was said, oh, my God, I haven't gotten an opening slasher thing like this for years. I can't remember the last time. The last time I remember something like this was like the rise of Leslie Vernon, which was a take on it. And before that, I don't remember this being done even this well until like the Halloween movies, the 13th movies, Nightmare on Elm Street movies like this slasher thing is all but gone it has completely dissipated people try to bring it back and it's either too campy it doesn't work people try to bring it back but it's too serious it doesn't work like Mm -hmm. the friday the 13th nightmare and elm street reboots they're not no they were bad they were bad they they didn't know what they were doing they didn't get it we haven't had a good slasher for years i'm gonna say the new halloween is very good i think it's close i think this sequel is going to determine whether or not i think it's good i agree I agree. I like the first one a lot. I think it is a good slasher movie, but agreed. the second one is going to determine whether or not they can continue making good, smart choices. You know what I mean? We'll yeah, see what because, happens. Uh, because a good slasher series is about the sequels, right? It's about yeah. that. The what do you call the, the mythos? It's it, right. It's about the mm-hmm. whole thing. Like, that's why Jason and Freddy and Michael and even Chucky are like so emblematic of a time like right even that new child's play movie which i just like raved about how much i liked it it didn't do that thing it was a new take it knew what it was doing i thought it was interesting it was scary at some points funny at other points but it wasn't a slasher movie it didn't feel like this old 70s 80s slash movies i feel like slasher movies new slasher movies have a hard time now too because right like you have jason's and and you have his movies all the movies are different a lot of them are very silly a lot of them are scary. Like it's just it runs the gamut of like what kind of slasher it is. And so yeah. because of that in your head, you kind of combine them all into this is what Jason is. But then yeah. if you're trying to make a new slasher, you don't have 10 to 15 movies to like really build that up and be like, this is this character's identity. This is what you yeah. should expect from this movie. You just have the one movie 
So it's hard. Yeah, that mythos is, I think, is important. It's you're just hitting yeah. on it. Like, I think that's why the Saw movies are really popular because mm-hmm. they have like a collected mythos. I think we we haven't watched too many of the movies, but the Insidious franchise lends itself on a mythos. That's why, yeah. like, I think like it helps. And you have to start on your best foot to do I mean, that. Like that Child's Play movie, it wasn't good enough for a sequel to like make the mythos. Yeah. Like it just yeah. it didn't do that. Right. That's what it missed the ball on. In the beginning of this film, this first 10 minutes or so, I was super, super excited. And this movie felt like that. I mean, is kind of interesting, too, because when they were planning on um, shooting Fear Street, they've been wanting to make a series for a long time. And yeah. in their mind, it's always been a series. So it was smart of them to just be like, let's let's fucking just release a trilogy of movies. Okay. I think the third one comes out this week or I guess as time you're listening to this, it comes out this week or the week before, which is really smart to do a movie every week or two weeks. Wild. Mm-hmm. That's such a, that's so, that's something that only exists now today that you can yeah. do on something like Netflix. Right. Yeah. It, but I think it's really smart. I mean, imagine, imagine if they like, you know, came out with a fear Street movie, like every month or something like, and it, like it kept coming out like that. And it, but it would be fun. The quality. It would yeah. be, it would be super fun. I feel like, yeah. I feel like they have something here with the, with the franchise, if they re- keep leaning in, I haven't watched two. I haven't watched three, mm-hmm. but this one I think does something that is different. Yeah, honestly, it's one of my problems with it, and we'll talk okay. about it. Okay, I'm but it, it is doing something different. I haven't seen a movie like this in a while. I agree. and I think it's because I haven't watched Goosebumps because yeah. honestly, it feels a lot like Goosebumps. <laughs> and I feel like Goosebumps right? is something that's been missing, right? Like we've had the Twilight yeah. Zone. We had Goosebumps. We have these like horror yeah. anthology series that go on. Black Mirror was the most recent one, which is great, but it's yeah. so serious. But it's which so is great. serious. Yes, there campy is hard, but that's why Glee is so popular. That's why mm-hmm. there's like very campy things that really hit home because you can just watch them and you can like let things go and it like puts you in yeah. a good mind space because people aren't like. You don't have to be scared about like it being it's going to melt your mind like Inception or fucking some shit. It's Mm -hmm. like it feels good. It feels like your childhood. It feels silly and fun. Almost like almost like improv or something. Right. Like it's like it's inherently a little theatrical. It's a little campy. Yeah. And you can't eat that for breakfast, lunch and dinner. But you want that like every other week for dessert. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And that's kind of that camp is is so inherent in Goosebumps and like Arl Stein's work that it's kind of fun to see it in this movie a little bit but i i will say that there are a lot of parts of this movie i really liked and there's a lot of parts of this movie i really just don't get so we're gonna go through. i'm interested i'm interested i I want to hear and i want to hear your takes and i want to hear your things but um but marcus after this opening sequence and this girl gets killed in the mall and honestly the movie doesn't do a great job telling me it's 1994 i wasn't 100 percent sure it was 1994 <laughs> I, 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 I i looking back i i figured it out because but for a second i thought i don't i don't know what i because they were all different times i thought maybe we were jumping around in time and that's not what was happening this was mm-hmm. very clearly just in 1994 so yeah. for those listeners who maybe haven't watched it yet the whole movie's in 1994. Yep. There's your you're yep. welcome. Yep. <laughs> I've explained it to you. You're caught up. It's in Marcus, the title opening sequence. It's in the title. This girl <laughs> dies in the mall from this Ryan kid. The sheriff shoots him. Ooh, and then we get a cool. I usually don't. It, weird. It's a movie, but it had opening credits. Yeah, but I kind of like the opening credits. It like really set me up. I didn't mind. It's a movie. Still have it, but yeah, you're right. That it's not like a Mission thing. Impossible. Not yeah. a lot. <laughs> 
You hold on. To be fair, hold on, guys. If you go back and listen to our Mission Impossible episode, Marcus nope. fucking Marcus fucking railed on the nope, opening credits. I didn't he was say like, anything. they're the, they're the. No, you said they were like the I most dumb anything. thing you've ever seen. I, I tried to defend them, nope. and here we are. <laughs> Coming right nope. back, opening credits in a movie. I know, you know what? I think it was because I was watching it at home and it was like Netflix and I was like, whatever, it's fine. But mm. Mission Impossible feels more grand. So I feel like it doesn't, uh-huh. it shouldn't have opening credits. This is definitely not on the That's same level of Mission Impossible. it has opening credits because it's grand. Do, 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 okay. do. <laughs> no. Anyway, uh, it has a great opening credits that shows all these killers yeah, yeah. and all these mm-hmm. like pictures of like what's going on. And I don't know, what did you think of the tone it was setting up? It's really interesting to see how they're teasing things like a TV show, right? It's very, the opening credits are very much like this is a series. So I wonder if they have the intention of making more than just the trilogy. I'm sure they do Mm -hmm. if it goes well. Well, always 100%, right? Like, (laughs) this is going to go well. We will see Fear Street every day of the fucking week. But the monsters and the the little things they were showing got me interested because I I also didn't know what to think of Fear Street. But seeing the right. creatures, I was kind of like, oh, shit, that's kind of like Some Jason. That one's kind of like, yeah. you know, whatever. And Ch- Chucky or this Chucky, or, that, or, yeah. Michael or whatever. Exactly. I was like, I want to see them. I want to see more of these guys. There's a little kid with the fucking mask. I love that little kid with the that mask. That was fucking scary. And then we <laughs> see him just a little bit later in just like a flashback for half a second. He was the scariest one because he was just I, fucking hacking away. At I know. Was I was I was like, I want to see more of this kid. Honestly, right before we get to that, though, I was stunned when how harshly she got stabbed in the beginning and that was the moment i realized that this movie's rated r mm-hmm. yeah what why who because of the way what? the rating system is i could see uh, i personally don't think that this should have been rated r i think that there was like sexual content and there was murder but i feel like this is something that i would want to show my kids like this is something that i would want to show teenage kids because if what age? What age? Uh, before innocent. I argue with you, before I put okay, you okay. like to, on blast, explain this better to me. Like, what are you talking I'm about? I'm gonna say <laughs> that this movie feels like the kind of movie you could let your like 13, 14 year old kid watch and think that it's really cool. You know what I mean? They'll be like, "Oh my god, guys, we're watching this cool movie. We're getting to stay up late." But you know that there's nothing in it. There's nothing really that so, bad in it. It's not going to so, traumatize them. So when your son or daughter turns 15, 16 and applies and wants and you tell them to go do their first job and they refuse to work at the mall. Uh-huh. They're not going to be traumatized by it, bro. Maybe. They're, I don't know. You it's gotta, pretty graphic. You got to introduce kids to, to horror stuff. I feel like there it would make PG-13 them feel. There are PG-13 horror things. I feel They're like it like, would make them feel cool and like, oh, we're getting away with something. But and there's kissing, but it's people our age. Ooh, like that's kind of I feel like kids if you told that. me something, if you told me something like don't breathe, which is like a horror movie, but doesn't like like it's 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 because of the language and like the subject here, but not because of like what happens. There's some graphic things that happen in this movie. I mean, it's graphic, but it's like. It's like for babies. It's baby graphic. And they like, I guess so. And then, I, then they curse a lot, which I'm fine with. If it's you just know, the cursing, I'm on your boat. You know what it is, Nick? I just watched Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2, like right before watching this movie. Uh-huh. And for those of you who don't know, that one's very brutal and very intense. It was like... it, it, it and, it's, it, and it's rated the same. At one point, Leatherface cuts off like someone's face, puts it on the girl that he likes and makes her dance with a cowboy hat and i was like i was laughing the whole time and that's should be rated r that's r you know to me you know what 
I I concede my point. Uh-huh. You are a hundred percent right. I think. I, right. I, because you made that comparison, because that is also rated R. Yeah. I I don't know a hun- I wouldn't. It's not a blanket statement. I don't think every thirteen sure. year old could watch this. Yeah. But your child would. You would have watched the PG thirteen horror stuff uh-huh. when they were seven or eight, yeah. so they would have been prepared. So exactly. I, I don't disagree with you. I, I I get what you're saying. You know I what? You're like- actually helping me in my head about this movie a little bit. Because <laughs> <laughs> I just don't know. Is is it for me? Is it for people who grew <laughs> good, up on Ghostbumps and like yeah, want to yeah. watch it now, or is it for teenage? I don't know. Yeah, I think it's for like kids who want to feel cool and get away with it it's not for people who have nostalgia for goosebumps i don't think it is who the kids don't give a shit about 1994 though but if they true actually they do actually they do give a shit yeah they do you want me to blow your mind yeah go ahead people who watch this the kids of nowadays is literally by the year is the same as when we were this that age and watching that 70s show it's the same thing Fuck. so you know yeah. what again yeah. i can see you're completely yeah. right because also i was reading about like what millennials like what kind of like things they're interested in and 90s mean, and 80s you stuff mean zoomers? you mean zoomers you mean zoomers or no what 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 uh what yeah zoomers, we're zoomers. Millennials. i said millennials yeah, gen yes. Z. Yeah. what gen z is interested in and they're apparently they call stuff from like the 90s old core so that i was sense. so it's like an aesthetic and they like it so i yeah. feel like they'd be interested in this movie i've seen a lot of chokers and a lot of tweets so <laughs> i understand go, yeah you know what you're right okay well gosh you are making this movie bump up up and up okay so hell fine. yeah but then after we get the opening credits we get the main character of dina and her little brother who's i just marcus please just tell me Ugh, don't you just fucking relate to josh her younger brother so oh, fucking much a hundred percent i heard those oh aim God. sounds like oh. the instant messenger and oh. i was like oh man oh cringe hiding also under the me. blanket out of the computer just so we can chat hell yeah oh Get, my God. getting into those chat rooms just a little overweight but still mm-hmm. cute oh mm-hmm. hell yeah oh. but not knowing what to do with it doing I like weird it. role play that you don't like that you don't keep oh. consistent throughout the whole thing you're like yes my lady i shall help you making a pin a pin board of all the killers in the area come on we all did that every single one of us did that <laughs> truly <laughs> hashtag though, relatable what a, truly though what a great character i i love the setup of the sister and the brother it's a classic trope but i mm-hmm. feel like the actor and the actress that do them i don't know it felt very real to me it felt it did like, it felt like legit yeah the fact that he was like not willing to take take care of himself and she was like hey I'm your older sister. I'm here to help you. Blah, blah, blah. Stop being an annoying little brother. It was very cute. Yeah. Yeah, no, I felt like an episode of Fuller House or some shit. Like, yeah. I, was, I was totally here for it. I couldn't Though, tell the age gap between them. I thought it was normal until I looked up the actress when we were setting up for the podcast, and she's our age. That's so, true. So, Marcus, I, every day... I apply for acting jobs every single day. I stopped applying for high school things like this year because there's like gray coming in my beard. Oh, no. But I think I can keep applying. Like if I (laughs) shave, like I can have a younger brother and be in high school and be a lesbian, right? Like like we're there, right? Hit hit me up with some like, tell me the hot goss that like Josh is getting into. Tell me some teenage Um, hot goss. Well, I'd be be the older sister. So I would like, Josh, get off the computer. Nobody cares about that. You're not going to make any friends. You know what? Huh? How old are you again? 16? Wow, love it. Going on 17. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a very old 17. But all kidding aside, I do really like these two. But you know what? I'm just going to harp on this uh, because I just made the joke, but I'm going to harp on this real quick just because I have to because honestly, it really makes me mad. Go ahead. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm thinking about this wrong. But like, 
Oh, and it's it doesn't say it now. But the other day when I looked it up, it it, it categorized this movie in as, as an LGBT LGBT plus Q plus movie, and I'm like, uh, what? And to be fair, I guess they do get into you know being in the closet in it a little bit. Yeah, but it's not the focus of the film. As opposed to like Love Simon, which is a yeah. great film. Everyone should go check that film out. It is literally about grappling with your homosexuality as a young adult like that's mm-hmm. what the movie is about yeah and i understand that category but like i felt like the movie did a really good job of not using their gayness as a like a plot point like it, it didn't feel like it was like i get what you're saying taking yeah. advantage of the fact that they were homosexual it didn't feel like it was like you know like it was a part of the movie it was there but it felt normal it felt real it normalized it in a good way i feel like when you see things like this it's it's always nice when it's just normalized and you're like oh so they just are gay that's fine so so much so that it just felt like a horror movie with a relationship like Mm -hmm. i like it wouldn't even have occurred to me be like wow they gay but the fucking fucking netflix is like yo check out this gay movie it's so weird that Mm -hmm. they would do it i don't know i'll get off my high horse i don't know that's fair yeah whatever i don't know (laughs) if you have nothing to say about it that's fine that's just how that was just my guttural reaction about it because honestly that's what makes me mad because because it's kind of like what we we're talking about with Bo Burnham about wokeness, right? Because it's like the the woke answer is to just have the movie and they they happen to be lesbian. It's not mm-hmm. to call it out. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Who am I? I'm nobody. I have a I podcast that. with you. <laughs> <laughs> but okay. we get uh, we see Dina and she's like about to go through a breakup or something. She's like collecting things on a box and things like that. And you and then she you meet her best friends mm-hmm. in the school and then she ends up, end up the only and all this is just back matter. They're setting up there in high school and then it, she quit the band because this relationship imploded. But she goes on the trip just so she can see her ex to give her the box. And then the next big point is to go to the football game. What happens in the football game? Mark? Okay. So at the football game, I mean, like you said, she keeps mentioning her ex's name, Sam. And they're like trying to hint towards like, hey, Sam, 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 Sam. And then at the football game, you see she's staring very sadly at a couple making out. And you're supposed to assume that they, they lead you to believe that she's talking about the guy. And then it turns out that, no, Sam, her ex, is the woman that was in that game. Maybe with your cisgendered straight no, eyes per view, were, but no, you're right. They do. They I, do do they that. Like, I have a problem with that. I don't know why that. they yeah. do that. Yeah, yeah. Especially when they advertise the movie as a as an LGBT movie. I'm like, what? I what? Yeah. <laughs> Incongruent. The whole thing is this is important though because they're having a vigil for the dead kids, mm-hmm. the dead people at the mall, and now you find out that our main characters are from Shadyville, right? Shadyville? Shadyville. And then their rival school is Sunnyvale, where mm-hmm. everybody is rich, goes there, and they're, you know, fucking pampered. Shady, shady side. side. Shady side. Okay, shady well, side. you don't have to fucking attack us. We side. get it. Shady side. Okay, great. <laughs> shady side and Sunnyvale. And Marcus, I don't know if you know this, but Shady side and Sunnyvale, that is almost just like Dunkirk and Fredonia was. Like, I know really? Joseph said it in the chat. Yeah. Dunkirk and Fredonia's rivalry is, and I'm not making this, this is a fact, is the mm-hmm. second oldest rivalry in the country. Why do I know that? I just I don't that, know how you I measure do. that. 
People did it. I don't fucking know. They wrote articles about it. But like, it's like legitimately, it's been okay. there forever. Mm-hmm. And Dunkirk, where I'm from, is the poor town where all the black and brown kids are. And Fredonia was the white school that had a lot more money than we did. And homecomings and our games against each other were huge. Mm-hmm. And I remember once during a football game, there were like Fredonia side, like Dunkirk side started chanting something about Fredonia side, about being like hillbillies and rednecks. And then Fredonia side started chanting something about Dunkirk about teenage pregnancy oh, it was, wow. it's wild like they yeah, hate, yeah, yeah. we hate each other almost just like this film jesus really if something like if something like people in dunker kept dying <laughs> because there were like a string of serial killers again and again and again, and again uh-huh. it would be just like this in my hometown yes that makes sense I, I i didn't really grow up with this kind of thing i feel like i in the bronx it was like everywhere is bad there wasn't like a if the other rival school was just also bad stuff yeah you know it was like okay our arrival school is just also like full of bad people totally and then and then all that is to set up the fact that they hate each other so then we get this great moment later where sam with mm-hmm. her new boyfriend apparently she left shady side to be part of sunny now here here's the thing i need to ask you like how are you feeling about sam and dina because Dina's very much like, oh, thank you for the follow up, Kimmy Corona. Thank you so much. How do you feel about the fact that Sam, who's right? Who do you side with? Who? What are you thinking at this moment? Because Dina is like, you left us. You're a sellout. And Sam was like, I got out. You broke up with me. I'm a half an hour away. And Dina's like, no, you fucking left us. Yeah. Shady, shady side forever. And Sam's like, fuck shady side. Like, what do you, what do you think? Who do you side with? <sighs> I mean, who do I side with versus sh- like shady side versus Sunnyvale? Not. I meant more in like the relationship argument. Like, uh, relationship argument. I get where she's coming from, but just because you you get to make it out of the projects, just get to get make it out of a bad area, doesn't mean that you get to be an asshole, look down on everybody. Yeah, who's there? You know. Yeah, I I, I think Dina was a little out of line, a little bit, but honestly, I started with Dina because I I mean you're like me, you grew up in not a not a not a great area, and there were people that got yeah. out and looked down back at the back in the neighborhood, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's true. It happens all the time. Fuck those people. Yeah, no, I agree 100%. So right off the bat, I don't like Sam, which is a problem for this movie. Honestly, it's probably the biggest problem I have with the movie. Because right away, they put me not on Sam's side. She is not like, oh, but also like you have to kind of understand where she's coming from, right? She's dealing with like being gay. She's dealing with like having to face this truth that she's having to hide. And she her parents just got divorced, deciding to stay in the closet and not like let her relationship shine and not be public about it. And so yeah. I, I empathize with her. I feel bad for her, you know? Totally. And I totally hear that. But then we get a great, honestly, it was, it was a great moment. It was filmed great where Sam and her new boyfriend and one of his friends wear some skull masks and mm-hmm. start throwing shit at the bus, which is so fucking dangerous. But then Dina freaks the fuck out and is about to like put a water cooler on them. And then at the last second decides it's a bad idea, but then it slips yeah. and he, she crashes them. Like what, yep. what is going on through your head at this moment? Because I was I, like, I was scared the stakes for them was like normal. And then it just got like, Boom. Yeah, in that moment, it got really scary for me. Stuff like that always worries me so much. Oh, we just got in the ch- asked in the chat, did we get into AOL shenanigans? Not really. I rem- <laughs> I'm going to say something super embarrassing really okay, quick. Go I did go onto AOL, and I did go to random message boards to talk to random girls. I, I do remember doing you that did when that? I was like 12. Yes. Wow. I, did, I didn't even know where you find like, that stuff. Like, I was you, like- went, like, I, you went to like books, and then under books, there were just like people... 
and then you could just message them. What was the? What was the? Uh, it was like S. What was? What was the, the abbreviation to find out who people were? Sex location. What was it? SL? What are you? What I'm talking about? ASL. Like, is that what it is? Age, sex, location. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes. <laughs> ASL. That's what everyone did at the time. That's crazy. I didn't do that. Yeah, I never did to that. talk to my scared. friends, and that was it. That's, I didn't that's know. It. I didn't even, what do you mean scared? I didn't even know it existed. <laughs> How are you supposed to have access to this information? Who gave you the I cheat codes? It, I don't know. I don't. My fucking chronic loneliness. I don't know. <laughs> That's wild. I would. You are easily pegged me as someone who really could have been one of those people that really set up in their early teens a whole slew of relationships with people on the internet. But I like did you said, not I do that. You just didn't. You didn't know it was there. I didn't know it was there. I mean, if I knew it was yeah. there, I probably would have. Honestly, if you told me like you had a girlfriend just online between the ages of fifteen and 17 i believe you no i just used it to talk to my friends from school after school and that was it i didn't i barely even talked to my friends <laughs> I didn't have any friends. like that's why i had to find random people like you you're saying it like your story is sad but it's not because Mine's i not talked sad. to random people because i had oh yours is sad <laughs> you talked to strangers <laughs> on the internet about sex so marcus water cooler okay gatorade what's going on water cooler gatorade it's terrifying it's just one of those situations that like you, you know in real life when you have someone who just escalates the situation to a point where you can't go back and that yes. scares me that gives me so much anxiety i hate when people do yeah. that it's like chill, dude. Just everyone needs to chill the fuck out and relax. But some people take things too far. They like to be dramatic or they, I don't know what it is, but like, it's just a lot and it scared the shit out of me. And I was like, I hope that this ends okay for everyone involved. And it did. It did not. Here's a question though. Do you think what this movie is saying at that point is that when a person lets their emotions run wild, they're getting possessed by the witch? Because Dina got a nosebleed mm. when she, when her emotions got were running wild. And right when she was about to do it, she got a nosebleed. And it was only when her friend stopped her at that last second that she, when her friend Kate stopped her at the last second, pointed out the nosebleed and made her stop. Uh, so it's kind of like, I don't know. I was going to say it, but you haven't seen that one. But it's like, there's something in the town that's just like scaring everybody and causing like just panic and fear and people to be more evil than they would have naturally been. Yeah, I, I see that. I think so. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think I agree. when when a, when a person reaches because you, you meet the girl with the with the razor blade and I forget her story, but her story was something wild. It sounded like cheating or something. So I think it's just like when when the emotions get to that boiling point, mm -hmm. the witch is able to like grab a hold. Yeah, I feel like that's what I think is it's yeah, saying, right. Yeah. yeah, I feel like it's saying that also like maybe the witch is even the reason that they get to that boiling point you know like she's influencing the whole town she's pushing it it's pushing everybody a little bit maybe yeah she was really mad though <laughs> that's true she was very mad but then there's a car crash and then this is when the movie started honestly up to this point i was so fucking into this movie i was mm -hmm. like this is great this is a great wow this is a great ride but when sam crashes and she has a little bit of blood and she reaches into a random pile of leaves <laughs> and it happens to touch the fucking centuries old yep, bones yep. of a witch that's yeah. just right on top in a 100%. pile of leaves with her blood and yep. that's the whole reason the whole movie is happening i could i i it was dumb tum, it was very was dumb, dumb but also kind of goosebumpsy it was like oh so. yes you happen to find the one haunted mask in the planet sucks to be you dude like it's just there's a lot of coincidences in like old yeah. horror movies too that i feel like that eh, i just kind of was like sure why not maybe the witch drove them there so that way she could have more power you know what i mean like who knows that i guess i guess so like but if honestly, the witch that... is the reason that like she got angry yeah. and threw the, the gatorade yeah. container like you said 
Maybe she was like manipulating or events. Master. Yeah. You know what? You could be right. I don't think you are. And that's why I think it's a flaw of the movie. Fair, fair enough. But that's fair. I, did, I didn't think about that that take. But honestly, that I did have a problem with that. But then that's when everything starts to happen, right? Mm -hmm. from, the, from there on, then the conceit of the movie is these old killers are chasing down our main characters and you don't know why. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then they, and that's like the conceit of the movie from then on. Yeah. And they're all inspired by like the stories of Fear Street, killers that appeared in Fear Street, and also killers that appeared in other movies. Oh, wait, really? Is this, oh, hold on. I'm sorry. I didn't, I didn't ask too much about this going in. Is this, this not based specifically on a book? No. So when they originally wanted to make oh. the show, they were like, oh, there's like 52 books that they want to do or something. And they were like, there was too many. Not there's more than 52. There was there was too many books for them to just make a movie for everyone. So what oh. they wanted to do is pull from different ones, like get inspiration from a, a majority of the Fear Street novels. So oh. what they did was they pulled like a lot of the creatures from them and a lot of like You're right, there's 51 main ones. Storylines. 51 main ones. Okay, 51 main ones. And then yeah, there was so they, a series that came out after that. Yeah, so they pulled from the Fear Street books to kind of build on this movie. Oh, I don't hate that. No, I don't mind that's it. Kind of it's smart. not bad. Yeah, that's smart. That's a good way to get some of the fan favorites in there, but then also make your own kind of story that usually yeah. doesn't work as well as it does in here oh right because we just what a movie oh fucking you know what just a fucking you know what the more we talk about this movie the better i like it because uh -huh. you're reminding me of <laughs> that's good that's good you're reminding me of the fucking the only time we have ever walked out of a fucking movie yes was when when they did this exact same thing in scary stories to tell in the dark uh-huh they, they were literally like, did the same thing they yep. made a, a conceit of a film that they can string all these things in there mm -hmm. literally just like this and it did not work it sucked it was so much worse than this movie this movie so is worse. like coherent even if you hate it yeah even if you think it's a bad movie it's coherent they know what they're doing 100%. and people working on it are intelligent like yeah great cool that film i had no idea what was fucking happening yeah no i no i didn't know what's happening it was dumb that's <laughs> well nick you mentioned that you know i mentioned that this was inspired by other horror movies and you've seemed to have oh. a good sense of oh. of what makes a good horror movie i thought you were gonna be too busy to make a game i don't want to do this <laughs> <laughs> well nick Let's test your 90s horror movie knowledge uh, in the upcoming clip. game. Now try this trivia. Now try this trivia. Now trivia. Now trivia. Now trivia this. And we are back. Okay, Nick. Wah! 90s horror fact or fiction? I've never seen the Scream movies. Is that going to be a problem? No. I'm going to give you the premise of a horror movie, and you're going to tell me whether it's real or if we made it up. Do I get an extra point if I can name the film? Yep, you get an extra point if you can name the film. How many points are there? There is 11 points, so possible total of 22 you can get. What do I get if I win? That's not true. Not 22. Some number higher than 11. <laughs> you get you If you win, Nick, I will buy you your favorite horror movie on VHS. Whoa, I love that. I put it right next to my shiny VHS that you got me. <laughs> there you go. I love that VHS. <laughs> okay, Nick, okay. are you ready? Or did I get you a shiny VHS and you gave me Runaway Bride? No, I have a shining, right? I, I don't know. Really? I don't have the shining. So maybe I, you oh, meant to give it to me? <laughs> no, I thought you gave it to me. <laughs> maybe I did. Maybe I gave you the shining and Runaway Bride? Yeah, I think so. Okay, maybe that's what it was. Oh, I love this. Guys, if you want Marcus to buy me more VHSs for every challenge we do, <laughs> donate to the Patreon. Because <laughs> that's great. Okay, okay a romance Arthur who finds 
himself at the mercy of his number one fan, must write multiple manuscripts to please her and prevent her from breaking his bones and killing him. It's a Stephen King movie. Stephen King. It's got Kathy Bates in it. Oh my yeah. god, and some white guy. That's it. You got oh, it. Oh no. That's it's it. Real. You just need the name. But I uh Misery! Yeah! Oh my god. Yes. Two points. I'm a fucking pro. Give me Give me trivia, movie trivia, any fucking day of the Hell week. Hell yeah. Oh, Marty, can we do, Mar- can we go somewhere and do a movie trivia? That sounds cool. Oh, I would, that'd be fun. I would like that. <laughs> okay, great. Good talk. Okay, number two. I love it. I love it when this podcast is just us making plans to continue our friendship. To hang out. <laughs> okay. Antique dealer finds 400 year old scarab that when it latches onto him, grants him youth and eternal life, but also has a thirst for blood. He must protect his immortality against figures who seek to take the scarab to save their loved ones. That sounded eerily like what's the name of the the mummy? <laughs> say, say the Is first this the mummy? The, the antique mummy would... dealer finds a Brendan 400 year old okay, okay, okay. scarab. Antique, antique dealer. That's not that's not the mummy because Brendan Fraser is like Indiana Jones and shit. Uh huh. And she's a librarian. That's the whole thing. Okay, so it's not the mummy. A scarab. Finds a scarab. <laughs> the mummy isn't horror. It's a rom-com dash nine four four two. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> I don't know about any horror movies that have to do with Egyptian things besides the mummy. Okay. So I'm going to say this is made up. Nick, I'm sorry. This is not made up. Okay, well, let me guess the name. The name of the okay. film is is Two Legs Ain't Enough. Wow. Wow. What a good name. What a good name. Unfortunately, that's not the name. Uh, oh. The name is Kronos. A I film from 1993. Kronos. Kronos. Okay, Nick. Are you ready for film. the next one? Well, no, I'm going to look at this film. Why are you going to look at the Kronos. film? Got to keep Kronos. it going. Oh it's, oh, it's got fucking Ron Perlman in it. Keep it going, okay. baby. Hell yeah. Right, Ron man, Perlman, yeah. Guillermo del Toro. Good stuff. Oh, is he coming with the Toro? Yeah. He made it or he's just in it? No, he's oh, he not made in it. it. Yeah. Yeah, he made it. No, it was written and directed. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Okay. Are you ready? It was his first feature film. I should have known that. Wow, I suck. Okay. Right. <laughs> okay. An aspiring journalist in Australia tries to uncover the oral history behind a local myth that the birds in Tasmania are sentient and working for the devil. She learns about a cult formed by the earliest white prisoner colonists who would sacrifice each other to the wildlife. And her sanity unravels as she begins to be hunted by the cult's remaining members. You, you can't have made that up. That was way too much. That was a whole <laughs> movie. You just said the whole movie. That can't be made up. What, wait, why was she in the jungle again? Why was she there, did you say? She was in the... Okay, so aspiring journalist in Australia tries to uncover the oral history behind a myth, local myth that birds in Tasmania are sentient and working for the devil. It's real. It's real. It's real. It's 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 final no, it's answer. Fake. No, it's no, it's fake because final you and the cult shit. No, no, it's real. It's real. I say it's real. It's real. It's real. Final answer. Okay, Nick, you are incorrect. God damn it! It was fake. You made up that whole thing. I didn't make it up. Darren made it up. <laughs> oh, Darren's better than you. A trick, Darren. A good trick. Job. She's a better writer. Honestly, that you know why that screws me up because mm-hmm. I know how you write. Yeah, I do. I knew you didn't write that, and that was why. I said it was real. <laughs> well, I love Darren very much. She's really cool. I haven't known her long enough to know how she writes. Fair enough. <laughs> that is a very like you have to be friends for a long time to see <laughs> yeah. between see, Okay. Well, yeah. okay. Well, if it was a film, it would be called My Birdie, My Birdie and Me. Birdie, my birdie me. That's pretty good. Yeah, I like do I get it. a point? No, you don't get a point. I'm sorry. Damn it. <laughs> After the entire town blacks out one day. 10 women are mysteriously pregnant. All 10 women carry the babies to term and give birth in a barn together. 
<laughs> the, the nine surviving children are pale with white blonde hair, red eyes, and little to no individuality. As they age, they exhibit psychic abilities and cause the, town, the town's people to harm themselves. The town descends into chaos as they try to kill the children and the children try to take over. Okay, this is real. And the name of this real film is three short of a dozen. I'm going to give you another shit. I'm going to say, yes, you got it right. It is a real film. I'm going to give you another shot because this movie is like pretty famous. And I feel like you know it. Is this Children of the Corn? Yeah, it's Children of the Corn! Oh, can I be honest? I yeah. have no idea until this moment what those films are about. <laughs> oh, no, it's not I Children know- of the Corn. It's, I, was, oh. I read it wrong. It's Village of the Damned. I thought it was oh. Children of the Corn, too. Oh, Village of the Damned. I Village of the Damned. Also, it's the same plot as Children of the Corn. Is that the plot? So it's it's a- the same you plot as Children of the Corn. It's because, oh, it's a remake. It's because Children of the Corn, the little kid has black hair. Mm, mm-hmm. Mark Hamill's in this film. In Village of the Damned? Yeah. Christopher Reeve is, Christy Alley's in the, What is this film? That's crazy. <laughs> I want to watch okay. it. Guys, if you want us to watch Village of the Damned, I'm, ugh, they're fucking scary looking. They're all, dude, they didn't, oh my God, this is so dumb. They didn't pass, they didn't use like technology to, or, or casting to make them all look the same. Uh-huh. They just gave them all the same bad way. <laughs> That's how you do it. Party City, That's baby. So, that is not... <laughs> It, they look like they got them at parties. <laughs> a scientist okay. working on cancer research injects human NK cells into a species of rat, only for them to turn bloodthirsty. At first, trying to kill each other, but eventually organizing and turning on their creator. The rats did. The rats did. What did they inject in the rats? K cells? NK cells. What the fuck's an NK cell? I don't know. I don't think neuron killer cells. I don't want to insult, <laughs> insult Darren, but like. <laughs> God, you know how next level would be to fucking make up a, a, a fucking acronym to something? Maybe it's and not. Just like, Maybe it's not made up. And, Maybe it's real. And just Maybe and NK just cells are real. if it's a real thing. Oh, my God. Does there no physics or chemistry or Jeez. biology? I Jeez. Third time's a charm. It's not physics or chemistry. It's biology. <laughs> <laughs> cells are biology. Um, NK cells. She's a woman um, of many mysteries. I'm going to say... I'm going to say it's real, and the name of it is Sewer Rats Are We. You know what? It's not real, Nick. I'm but, sorry. But Aaron, you're so smart. <laughs> but there are there are plenty of movies that are very close to this. N just like cells. Rats. What the fuck's an NK cell, Darren? Oh, the natural killer cells. Did you Google that, Darren? Are you just that smart? <laughs> what the fuck? Is your girlfriend a genius and you didn't tell me? <laughs> Big brain strats. Big brain strats. Natural killer cells. They're the lymphocytes as the same family as T and, and T and B cells coming from a common pro- progenitor. Wow. What the fuck? What are they? What do they do? They are activated response to interneurons <laughs> or macrophage derived psychokines. Guys, they you serve didn't to come... contain. Hold on. Hold on. They serve to, <laughs> they serve to contain viral infections while the adaptive immune response generates antigenic specific chirotox. Guys, you didn't come here to learn, but you learned something today, baby. Hell yeah. Oh, she has a friend who works with lab nice. Oh, is it fucking Ashley? Fuck. Yes. Yep. Should have known that. How am I supposed to win this game when it's basically three <laughs> against one? Okay, that's not fair. A babysitter watches over a little boy who is unnaturally obsessed with insects and must protect him or her and herself. Sorry, I didn't. As, I didn't sorry, I wasn't listening because I heard your girlfriend laugh. In the, in the background, background. I, heard, yeah. I, I heard her laugh too. <laughs> we're, doing a, we're doing a good job. High five, Marcus. Yeah, podcast. Okay. Let's uh, say the same thing. Yeah. A babysitter watches over a little boy who is unnaturally obsessed with insects and must protect him and herself as a swarm of bugs 
he finds starts eating through everything in the house, including their dog. Well, the last couple were fake, so this has to be real, right? Oh, God, I hate when I'm playing this game. I hate it. I feel like you're in my head. I hate when this happens. It has to be real. The last, no, no, no. The last one was fake. The last one was real. Okay. Oh, okay, okay. The last one was fake. The one before that was real. Darren wouldn't want to do alternating. So, I, so because of that, I'm going to say that this is fake. But if it was real, it would be called bugging out with my babysitter. Bugging out with my babysitter. I like, you know what? You get a point for that. That was good. Yeah. That was Do I not good. get a point because it's real? You also get a point for it not being real. Yes. Yes. Bugging out. Nice, Darren. Nice. I see you now. I uh-huh. see you. I there see your you strategy. I'm getting in your head. Darren did include a fake title for all of these also. But could you guess what fake title she put? And I'll give you a I just, point. I just for tried. This one. What did Darren put? Darren would have put that this one was called Insectopia. Close. Insecticide. Fuck, Insecticide is pretty good. Pretty insecticide good. Insecticide is pretty good. Pretty yeah. good. Very clever. Insecticide inside? Yeah. Okay. Oh, the fake title for the Tasmania was better? What was the fake title for the Tasmania one? It was Mania, I think. That's not better than this one. Sorry, Darren. No, it wasn't. Sorry, <laughs> so Darren. <laughs> you have Insecticide. You have that one. Okay. A scientist decides to experiment on his mentally disabled gardener in an effort to give him super intelligence the experiments give him give the gardener superhuman abilities but enhance his aggression turning him into a man obsessed with evolving into a digital being wow that was a lot mm-hmm. and i have to say it's real because i just i i don't i get i i feel weird because now that i know Darren made this game i feel like i'm calling her out i don't the game she would make i'm that's the only way i can win I feel like she wouldn't put a mentally handicapped person in her description for something. <laughs> but that sounds very 90s. So if she did next level do that shit, yeah, I'm yeah. fucking impressed. Because that sounds like a 90s film. Okay. Okay. So I'm going to say real. And I'm going to say the name of this film is making someone smarter. Gosh. I'm going to say the title for this... Algernon. Damn, I can't come up with something better than that. That's good. <laughs> Corpses for Algernon's good. That's... Oh, wait. Does that mean it's fake? And no, Nick. It is real. You're right about that. Oh, okay. I, I got a point there. But that title is incorrect. I'm sorry. What's the What's the title? The, the title is Lawnmower Man. Do you I feel like I've movie? heard of this film. Yeah, you've I, definitely I've heard, heard of it. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's very Pierce, bad. Pierce Brosnan's in it? Whoa. This is not what I was expecting. Guys, I'm looking at it, and it looks like a scrapped episode of reboot <laughs> it's it's offensive for so many reasons and it's just bad it's a bad 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 movie based on a oh short story by stephen king there was a Sega oh, genesis game originally they wanted to title it stephen king's the lawnmower man but he successfully sued them to have his name removed from the credits <laughs> it was so bad he, he won further damages when his name was included in the title of the home video release. Wow. You know what the best part is? Yeah. The sequel is called Lawnmower, Lawnmower Man 2 Job's War. <laughs> there is a sequel. Yeah. Yep. There's yep, a yep. Super Nintendo game. I bet it's worth a lot of money. Is it really? I mean, I bet it is. Who no. the fuck has that movie? That, that game, That's fair. Condition. I've seen it a lot in the stores in the like the bargain bin. But oh, really? It could be worth money now. Okay. I'm going robbing... to show up on you this game. <laughs> That'd be great. Bank robbing brothers take a family hostage to safely cross into Mexico but end up at a bar slash safe haven entirely staffed by vampires. The criminals must team up with the widow and his teenage children to fight the vampires and escape. I can literally tell you everything about this film, but the fucking title is so lost to me right now. You got Quentin Tarantino and George Clooney. Fucking yeah. You got Quentin Tarantino. You know, fucking like weirdly working it, looking at that one girl's feet and like 
thinking she's asking him to like have her and then they watch Selma Hayek get naked and then I I know the whole fuck it from dawn till dusk no i'm Flip super it and close reverse it. from dusk till dawn what's the whole title from dusk till dawn what was that first word dusk till dawn you said it right i just didn't hear you <laughs> from dusk till yeah, dawn. yeah from dusk till okay. dawn i only get one point i said it backwards yeah, from dawn yeah, till yeah, dusk, yeah, you yeah, fucking yeah. idiot come on <laughs> get your head out of your ass okay you ready for the next one do you like that film huh do i watched like it film? i watched it when i was a kid kid same so i saw Lost. boobies and Lost i was like me. boobies and vampires i was like in it I was like, this is the best movie ever made. I don't know how yeah. cinema gets better than From Dust Till Dawn. And then I grew up. <laughs> I remember the first time I saw it, I was floored by the fact that the movie is one movie. And then halfway through the movie, it's just a completely different movie. Yeah. Completely different. Not the same movie at all. The movie featured a man with a crotch gun. Do you remember that? Yes. <laughs> Robert Rodriguez yep. went on to make Spy Kids. And Spy Kids 2. <laughs> and Spy Kids 3D. And Shark. Okay girl shark boy and lava girl oh no. he made that one too yes, jesus dude. christ okay yes. a rich teen outcast discovers a new horror video game that you util- use utilizes hypnosis to immerse the player in realistic kills that turn out to be actual murders the host of the video game then coaxes him into playing the game more and more so that he can take care of any witnesses i would say that's fake but before you tell me whether it is do you remember that movie that came out in the 2000s i went to see it in theaters with joseph and all i remember it was it was like a they played video games and then they ended up in a house that was like a video game and all the only other part of the movie i remember is something had to do with the rose or roses no i don't remember that rose? the whole horror movie was they were in a video game and like died no i don't know maybe well i'm gonna say the movie's fake movie is fake nick i'm sorry just the movie's I'm real s- it is not real shut the up movie is real what's okay, the real well, movie's it, name the real name of this movie is, is it's very 90s and very dumb the name sliced no i'll give you one more chance if you want slicers no <laughs> is, uh, <laughs> is this what? hackers it's not hackers it's called brain oh. scan fuck me fuck you fuck this game <laughs> that's not a real movie this isn't brain scan brain scan oh wow that's a real movie okay mm-hmm. okay okay nick are you ready no i want to i want to know what the fucking rose video game horror movie it's from when you stay were alive. from the 90s stay alive stay alive, stay alive. Oh. Stay alive. oh okay stay alive did you, did you not okay. you never saw that movie no you, no oh. Well, I saw it with Joseph and Theo. Okay, are you ready for the next one? No, I'll send you a trailer for you. You can watch it later. Now I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> a parody film of 80s horror. This film covers a group of potatoes that become sentient and plot a revolt against humanity. That's it? Real or not real? I think this is fake. And I think it's fake because Darren knows about that 90s film that exists that's the exact same premise you just said, except it's tomatoes. You know Mm. what I'm talking about? Attack of the Killer Tomatoes? Yes. (laughs) And I feel like if Attack of the Killer Tomatoes exists, would there also be the same kind of film about potatoes? The answer is yes, but I I, (laughs) I do. The answer is yes, it could exist, but I don't think it does. (laughs) I think she's trying to throw me off. So I'm going to say it's fake. Nick, you are correct. It is fake. And I'm going to guess that she named it. Oh, gosh. She named it. uh, Fuck. Potato famine? Question mark. (laughs) Time to eat. Apparently, she named it Starch Wars. Damn, that's pretty good. Uh Starch uh Wars. Starch Wars. Bonus question. Bonus question. Bonus question. And you probably know the answer to this one. When a a virtual reality mogul 
from the future loses a legal battle on an overpowered computer chip patent, he must team up and then fight against a super genius cyber being who has a mission of vengeance against the other virtual reality mogul who took took over development of the chip and destroyed the database where the cyber being had been living. What the fuck did you just say? This is a horror movie? May or I might have made it up. Why would you have? You wouldn't have made it up. You literally just said a second ago you're gonna know this film. I said you're gonna know the answer. <laughs> oh my god! I didn't say you're gonna know the film. I I I don't want to sit here in silence. I literally have no idea this is okay. bringing up anything in my head. Is it it's blank check? Bringing... The Disney Channel original it's movie? It's not. It's not blank check. I I I mean, well, you want to do you want to guess if it's real or not? Well, it's real. Okay, you are correct. It is real. You get a point. Uh, now, can you guess the movie? Cyber. Oh, this is a 90s film 90s film. Or weekend at bernie's no we just talked about it like during this game yep and i'll give you corn. one more guess one more guess and then and then we move on i'll tell you i'll reveal not what cho- it actually not, cho- is. not children of the corn no we just talked about it stay alive no <laughs> <laughs> no hold on hold on hold on no hold on. okay one more guess one more guess uh, uh internet fuck I, 90s it's not child's play is it no it's not child's play I don't Nick, know. I don't know. It what... is Lawnmower Man 2. I hate you. Beyond Cyberspace. So <laughs> oh my God. Why would you do that? Damn it. It's Fuck. funny. It's very funny. <laughs> I hate you so much. Damn oh, it. Oh man. You looked that up do too. I, I was like, oh, Nick definitely is going to get this one now. I didn't look up the synopsis. I looked up the crazy poster. Uh, fair enough. Fair it's enough. literally a guy like in a chair, like. Uh, suspended above a lawn nick how many points did you get i got 10 do i win you got 10 points wow you win yeah. now nick tell yes. everyone what what vhs you would like stay alive stay alive no, vhs uh, uh, no maybe no, no. Uh, does that exist uh, any anything any any challenge we've already done no i like i challenge? want princess diaries i want princess diaries you want princess diaries okay let's look it up let's look <laughs> prince i can find it yeah. princess diaries look up vhs yep there it is um, it's gonna, it's gonna, it's on the way now. Okay. Yep. All right. <laughs> it's a dollar twenty. <laughs> oh really? Oh, I picked a good one. I should have picked a different one. Mm. <laughs> oh, oh, Marcus, good, good, make sure good. to get two copies. Your girlfriend. Wants I'll get two one copies. Too, I'll get two copies. I'll get two copies. Okay, Nick, so Marcus, back to the movie. Thank you so much for that game. Thank you for the gift. But what are you thinking? I think this is the movie, the part of the movie that it falls apart a little bit, and I feel so bummed about it because, for two reasons. One, I think. The conceit of the film of the witch is just not strong enough. It's like so mm-hmm. simple. It's not like elegant simple. It's just like kind of dumb, but not yeah. like in a compelling way. And it, and it really like it. It took me out because like maybe to be fair, maybe when that third movie comes out, when we go to sixteen sixty six or whatever, mm-hmm. and I see the witch, I'm really gonna like, wow, that's awesome. But right now, I'm just I'm not feeling the witch. Yeah. Yeah, I get that. I'm not feeling the witch either. It's too much of a vague threat, like in the shadows. I don't like it. But within the three movies, we're going to slowly go back in time, right? Because each movie takes place further and further in the past. So we might see the witch or she might be more of a threat. Right now, she's kind of sending henchmen and minions. And it's like there's a distance between us and the witch that makes us not scared of her. Yeah, and I also don't think the distance is a bad thing, right? Because if it was even more vague and more distant, I think it maybe would make even better. But uh-huh. like I literally know her whole story. There's no MacGuffin in the film. No. Which I don't always like a MacGuffin, but honestly, a MacGuffin would have gave a little aim to some of this movie. Like they had to go like find out about her. But literally, yeah. fucking 
Josh, homeboy, a loser in the basement, just fucking knows the whole thing, and he just info dumps me about the whole yeah. witch, and I'm like, oh, that, okay, great, we know everything. Yeah, nice. I feel like a, Fine. I'm a, a MacGuffin would have worked because it's three movies. You have all three movies to kind of like find the witch, do whatever you need to do to get access to her, whatever. So you have the yeah. time to spend looking for it, you know. Yeah, but yeah, I don't or know. some, I, it doesn't I don't even like have to be that. Yeah, and it, and I, it, it, I. I I just I have such a problem with just the info dump because at, at that point in the movie, which is early in the movie mm-hmm. that Josh is involved and in, tells us that there's no more secrets. There's no more like clues yeah. or mystery part. Right. Yeah. And a mystery in a horror movie is really where you're like getting that suspense. Right. Like because like a lot of that fun of the Jason movies and the Friday the 13th movies or in the in the Nightmare on Elm Street movies and even yeah. the Michael Myers and Halloween movies to an extent is like them trying to figure out what's going on like finding out freddy krueger's backstory and mm-hmm. that's how they have to get him or finding out about cramp crystal lake or finding out about how whatever the name of the chucky guy gets into the chucky doll right and honestly i will say a lot of the time the payoff is not good like in yeah. the Chucky movies it's just like voodoo I'm like well that's stupid but it's a big part of those movies and that was missing because they just info dumped it to me it was so weird yeah yeah it is a little weird i i didn't like it i think the witch was the, the weakest part of the movie like i think yeah the kids are pretty interesting they're like people yeah. you don't conventionally think of as being uh, able to survive a horror movie you know i like following Except dina. dina dina is pretty quintessential survivor girl yeah you that's know. fair strong-willed doesn't make a lot of friends. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. She's very yeah, but, survivor girly. But for the most part, it's people that would be but in horror movies, but you wouldn't follow them for long. They'd be the first to die, you know, like early on, I yeah. think. So I, I think that part's interesting. The the even the creatures are are kind of interesting, even though one of them is just I like, like the a creatures. Party city like skeleton. It's kind of scary because it's yeah, so it common. Is. You know? Hundred percent. Yeah, agreed. That was not a weak part of the film. I thought No. And I thought and I thought them slowly introducing them one by one and yeah. like the scenes like when you see the skeleton guy going through the house and she thinks it's the boyfriend and it's not that's all like good stuff. I like yeah. all that. I actually really like that. I thought that was really compelling. Yeah. And I could but, see this movie too, like I could see the witch being interesting later, right? Like if mm-hmm. the witch like they showed a tree in the mall. I think I haven't seen the rest of it. I'm assuming the witch was hung from that tree and that tree is cursed. And that's why like the town is cursed. So maybe they have to like do investigate more in the tree or some shit. I don't fucking know. And that's what the second movie is. It's (laughs) going to be them hearing the story about the eighties and getting or seventies and getting more info. Exactly. The story of the 1600s, getting more info. That's what I think it'll be. Do the MacGuffin and do the thing. Yes. Yeah. So then I think eventually they'll get it. Yeah. And then, yeah. So I think the witch is cursing town, but I could also see the movie like the witch is in the bad guy, right? Like maybe the witch is getting revenge because she was done and injustice. I was getting weird vibes from the sheriff. Yeah, he seemed he was saying things that were like he was a nice guy, but he just didn't seem trustworthy. Except the last moment of the film when he said he called the lady and was like, it happened again. I think we're going to see him as a kid in the 70s movie. And that's why he seems like that makes sense going on. You're absolutely um, right. But something is definitely going on there. Mm-hmm. And then I think it's so it's so, it's so strange because I like the the kids like holding up shop in the school and trying to do their plan and the explosion and it not working. I like them in the grocery store. I actually really like the grocery store setup. Like it was like nice, like visually. Yeah, yeah. I didn't like the drugs. I, don't, I never liked drugs. I wish I, every movie that ever uses drugs in any kind of plot point at all. I wish they did. That's a me mm-hmm. thing, though. I know that. Um, but my other problem was, gosh, and I feel so bad for saying it because I don't think it's the actress's fault. I really okay. don't. But Sam, so much of this movie is is riding on Sam that the moment of the movie 
when everyone was like, all right, Sam, it's after you. You go die. All I could think was like, yeah, that is the solution. Yep. Let her die. Goodbye, Sam. You mean Goodbye, the one Sam. that abandoned you all? That like left you yep. that fucking has no remorse of her boyfriend dying that is like making out with you and making you like love her more as you're like broken up without like fixing any of the problems mm-hmm. who's like trying to get like a quickie in before like you all <laughs> protect her i am not about saying no. i get that i could see the movie doesn't do her a lot of good but i don't know i don't like her either i didn't really like her as much yeah. as i like the main character I kind of like that at the end, she ends up being like possessed and I like the that. witch has a has control over her. I rather I like that. that because of that, 100%. that kind of justified all of this. I was like, oh, it yeah. sucks that the other people died and she survived because I like the other people more. Here's the thing, though. Here's my problem with that, though. This whole movie spent the whole movie making me not like Sam and not give a shit about Sam. But now the conceit of the next movies is saving Sam. Yeah, that's true. So I'm a little like. Ah, but can we talk about the whole grocery store, the whole grocery store thing? Yeah, because it was very nice. It was very good. So we find out they're after Sam. They put her blood all on themselves. and They're like, we're going to save her. We're going to kill her and bring her back. Honestly, smart. Very typical horror movie trope. Like try to game the system, right? Very final destination, right? Yeah. You know, what's funny. I was going to say this. I'll say this real quick. Yeah. I know this is an homage to 90s horror films, but yeah, 90s horror films didn't really have kids doing stuff in them. Right. But a lot of those films, they were high school. They were just played by adults. So I don't remember if they were high schoolers or adults. And I, I can't get it right in my head. So maybe this is accurate. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, high school kids fighting monsters, just like these other 90s movies. Or it's more of an homage to 80s horror films where there was like kids running around no i think you're right i think i think that i think you're just i mean like the faculty and like all these random yeah things those are, are high schoolers that, right they're supposed to be yes <laughs> yes and here's okay. fu- here's the funny thing all these people look like they're in high school like they do a good job yeah the main girl is fucking almost 30 oh jesus she just yeah. has a young face she just yeah was scream just... high school or college i don't know oh i feel like that was very specifically no the first one was high school was it i i'm pretty sure oh, yeah god that's crazy because those guys are they like go to college in the next movie. one they go to college oh, in the next one right yeah, exactly like totally... okay. yeah yeah okay yeah. so they were high school this movie is accurate i just yeah. i was thinking about that earlier today i was like is this accurate or not yeah okay but it does do a good job making them feel like they're in high school more than a lot of those other movies 100 percent. so so we got this big moment where they're all like we're gonna save sam do this everyone's ready for battle and there's a lot of things in the scene to talk about but i do have one problem with dina i like dina the whole film i think okay. she's strong i think she's fierce i think she's all the good buzzwords mm-hmm. a homegirl needs to care a little bit more about her baby brother her baby brother didn't need to be there he didn't need yeah. to put himself in danger sam's cool i get it she's the love yeah. of your life she's the first one you you know what i mean like mm-hmm. i get it she's your first whatever but he's your fucking baby brother and you let him fucking running around That's like true. from this I'm fucking just completely X-Man. ignoring him the whole time Pretty much. Homeboy's big. Like, yeah. you think he's going to, like, be able to run away run from away? this killer? No. Like, no body shaming. But the kid is not an athlete. Yeah. I remember I was that size. I remember being that kid. Those monsters would have gotten me. Yeah, 100%. No, I agree. I agree. I think earlier you said you liked their relationship. And I did in the beginning. But by this point, I was like, she hasn't acknowledged her brother this whole movie. Mm-hmm. Like, it just kind of disappeared into the background. Fucking wild. Um, But I did. Fuck, fuck. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, there's a fly. Oh, I got it. Nice. Gross. Uh, I saw it twitching on my bed. A live murder on the podcast. Yep, you're welcome, all. It's theme for the podcast. Marcus, this whole film, I thought it was super, super tame. And mm-hmm. I thought it was just like a Goosebumps movie. And I was totally here for it. Yeah. And then they fucking killed our main characters. And, and that then... is so quintessentially not Goosebumps. I was shocked. Same. Same. I was completely dumbfounded like i did not think that they were gonna kill these kids especially crazy yeah simon totally i could see them killing simon (laughs) but that is in line with the fear street more than it is in line with the goosebumps right like it's it's there were murders there were kids getting killed in fear street so it makes sense it was kind of she was so cool she was so cool i was so i felt so bad fucking homeboy josh yeah was like getting it and fucking Kate, honestly, she, she the actress was really great. She was interesting. Yeah. She was like outrageous just enough to be campy, but you were still on yeah. her side. Like I was in it. And then the fucking Marcus. Bread slicer? A bread slicer. It was a good kill, too. Like, it I did was not a expect good that. Kill. Like, no. I feel like a lot of horror movies, you don't always get good kills. Right. Like that's but that's part of the fun. You got to want the whole the movie. You did it until this point. Yeah. Yeah. That scene where Jason folds a bed in half and murders the person. Oh. That's crazy. Iconic. Yeah. But this this was good. I liked it a lot. It was great. It was just so weird that like usually when a movie is like this, they set up that this can happen throughout the whole movie and mm-hmm. the whole movie has kill counts and like yep. creative murders. But literally no other murder was creative. Everyone else just got stabbed. Yeah, exactly. Until this moment or was already dead when you found them. Yep. Yep. yep, yep. And then or there was shot in the graphic, head or whatever. Yeah. graphic fucking practical effects mm-hmm. fucking Kate's head. And when she was in there like close, I was like, oh. Uh, I get it, guys. It's suspenseful. Yeah. She might go in the front. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yeah, it was intense. It Blown was pretty away. good. There was also, I mean, also, like you mentioned earlier, that scene with the little boy, it's like a flashback and he's just beating the shit up with like a pipe so funny. of this dead body. <laughs> that was scary. That was genuinely scary. He looks a little it. like that kid from Trick, and Tr- Trick or Treat. Yeah, 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 yeah. But Simon, there was a lot of fun stuff. Yes. Well, that's the thing. There wasn't enough fun stuff. That's what I'm saying. Like, if this movie yeah. was going to do this, then why didn't they do it for more? Yeah. It's a I, weird I choice. Could, I'm interested to see the rest of you them. Can't the next be, one, you can't be more R. Yeah, that's true. The You're next not going to get NC-17. Whatever. The next one is, like, inspired by Camp Crystal Lake, Jason, you know? Which so I love. I'm pretty excited for it. There could be more, like, crazy kills and stuff. I'm. I hope so. Because yeah. I think that was one of the things that was lacking. It didn't lean in. That's what I was saying with I don't know who this movie was for. Because mm. if this movie was for me, there would have been more of that. Yeah. But if this movie's for a 14-year-old, then you let Kate survive. I guess so. Or you introduce them to the concept of like of mortality and you everyone dies and it is what it is. And get over it, 14-year-old. <laughs> but that's not what that is. You know what I mean? That's get not... over yourself, kid. <laughs> You're gonna die. Oh my god! I need to put you as a have you have a put a disclaimer at the beginning of this film. <laughs> buckle on, buckle in, kids. Everything you knew about the world is wrong and going away. I I would show this to my kids still. That scene is pretty graphic, but I think I don't know, man. I can't imagine not going my whole life watching horror movies just because I have a kid. They're gonna have, sure. they're gonna see some stuff. No, I get it. I just can't. Uh, I, honestly, I'm still upset that Kate died. I get that. It is it is upsetting. It shouldn't have happened, was, especially since shocking. Sam gets to live. Ugh. Honestly. Yeah, yeah. Sam should have died. So then um, I would have been fine with Sam dying. The kids die. Their plan doesn't work. She ends up the main character ends up drowning Sam. And then 
that which was is wild. Through the monsters. Talk about fucking trauma. That was also a great scene because yes. Like, Marcus, you love me a lot. Uh-huh. We're in a horror movie, and I needed you to kill me. I 100% believe that you would do it for me. As long as I could, as long as I knew I could bring you back. Yeah. Yeah, 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 sure. But the tra- the trauma you would have to deal with for having literally killed me, drowned me. Like, even someone yeah. with a cold, cold heart like you would need a lot of fucking therapy to fucking deal with the fact that you literally drowned a man, your best friend, no less, right? Nick, if you need me to drown you, I got you, buddy. <laughs> oh, that's that's what I wanted to hear. That's is that's that what the you wanted to hear from that? That was that was yeah. No, was I, co- would, oh, I would have a hard time. I would have a hard friend. time. I don't. Of think course, I we all it. would. It's, it's a scary. You would do thing. it. No, you would one hundred percent do it. You're a strong, okay. strong man. I believe in you. But it's traumatizing. It's traumatizing. And can we talk about the fact that fucking homegirl Dina? Oh man, she, you, are you talking about her stabbing like five adrenaline needles into her heart and before even trying mouth to mouth CPR? What the she fuck? She even was that? fucking try once at all. Lexi was so fucking mad. She was like, I knew what was happening. I was like, oh, she's like upset. Is she doing mm-hmm. it wrong? Lexi was like, that's not how you bring someone back who's drowning. <laughs> she's like yelling at the screen. What yeah. are you doing? That's not good. I'm literally doing what she was doing. That doesn't work. It was wild. I've never that's, seen her get that worked up. That's so funny because yeah. I, I was just, I was like thinking the same. I was like, that's not how you do it. Like, yeah. at least try CPR. Like, even if you don't know it and you fail, like at least yeah. you're taking the proper procedures. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. But Marcus was the exact same way. You were yeah. getting called out. You and Lexi, mm-hmm. two peas in a pod. <laughs> While Darren and I are sit- sitting there silently judging you and agreeing like, yeah, baby. Uh-huh. A hundred percent. That's right. A hundred percent. But yeah, but but that whole grocery store scene, the whole thing, it was really nice. It was filmed mm-hmm. great. It felt, the pacing felt nice. Yeah. Honestly, the, the trope of Josh, ju- it happening just right before Josh yeah, got hit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I was here for it. It worked. It worked well. Yeah. Uh, and then you think you did it. And then we think the movie's over. And then we yep. find out it's not. You end up back at home. You got a cute little scene of them all hanging out together, talking about the future. The little kid Josh is back on the computer. It's cute. He's like, oh, yeah. you know what? I miss my friend. Josh has the catharsis, yeah, of like, yeah. oh, the world's on the, the internet. I love, honestly, Josh was my MVP. Mm-hmm. He did a great job. His part, that part is hard. Playing dopey, yeah. annoying kid, but still be endearing and be on your side. It's like, very hard. A lot of people who would do that and look at the pretty girl and be like, I don't I don't know what to do. But the fucking scene where fucking yeah. Kate said, can you come in and watch my back? And he was all like, <laughs> <laughs> so full, so being such a fucking gentleman yes, and like yes. not like looking. What is she's like, I need you to look at me. A hundred percent. Love it. He deserve. Why is he more traumatized that his fucking love of his life is fucking dead? He might be. He, did, he seemed fine. He did seem he bought, fine. He was that eating was my pizza. Pro- too. He was chilling. They were all kind of chilling. And I was like, your yeah. friends died gruesomely. Sam's boyfriend's you. dead. Their two best friends are dead. Yeah. Josh's love of his life is dead. They've seen murder after murder after murder. And homegirls are just making out. And Josh is just yeah. on a message. Yeah. Weird. Very, very weird. Oh, do you have any theories of who Queen of the Night is? I just realized that that's probably an important plot point for the next films, huh? Imagine if it's the girl who survived. Probably, right? Like a grown-ass woman. Like, who else could it be? I don't know. Maybe. That's important. Maybe it's the sheriff. Oh, that would be weird. That'd be kind of gross. You're right that it does. I didn't even think of it. I was like, yeah. I was wondering who it might be, but then the main... I thought it was probably the girl that he had a crush on and it was like a cute little like oh she liked him before that's what i thought i was hoping and then she died so and they continued talking so i was like oh i don't know who the fuck it is now yeah maybe it's a psa love you situation where the mom continues to do it (laughs) oh no that's sad (laughs) 
just like that movie, which yeah. is not romantic. It is sad. Guys, if it's you want to hear sad. our PS I Love You talk, go check that episode out. <laughs> we have opinions. Okay, uh, but yeah, Marcus, that's that's most of the film. That's the movie. Yeah. Do you have anything for me? Do you have anything for me? A challenge? I guess I guess I have to ask. No, you're you supposed to ask me first. questions. I was like, I was like, I think you're you're think looking at me like Nick, it. you're forgetting something. You're forgetting no, something. You, you, Nick. You are. <laughs> did you like this movie? Yeah, I did. It was fun. Oh, it was a lot shit. of fun. What a surprise. It was like the things that I had a problem with, I've said them all, but like I don't think I emphasized enough the things that I liked because there was just it was okay. it was fun. The characters were That's interesting. Good. That's good. There were good things going on. I enjoyed it. Fuck yeah. Nick, would you recommend this movie? totally to tons of people not oh. to 13 year olds like you that's okay 13 I would recommend like you. It. but anybody that grew up in the era of the 90s it, the nostalgia is not overplayed it's just enough to be subtle mm-hmm. with songs and things like that and i think anybody that's ever read any goosebumps or seen are you afraid of the dark any of that shit it's like that but more grown up and i really enjoyed that i really yeah. like that aspect of it because i love things that scratch at an itch that we used to have and haven't been able to for years because now we're like fucking adults. Yeah. Because now if we go back, if we watch new Goosebumps stuff or new Are You Afraid of the Dark, we're like, wow, this sucks. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> We can't do true. it. We can't, we, we yeah, can't yeah, go back. True. I'm sure you've tried. That's true. I'm sure you've tried. No, you're right. You're absolutely right. Yeah. Uh, but this, like, it, it, it fulfilled that in a yeah. nice, nice way. So I would recommend it to a lot of people. Almost anybody. That's pretty cool. I like that. Yeah. Okay, Nick. Yeah. Are you going to continue watching? A thousand percent. I want to oh, fucking find out what happened shit. in the 70s or whatever. Oh, shit. I want to oh, know what happens with the witch. I want to know Same. what 17, 16, 16, whatever, whatever is going to be. Yeah. Like, I need to know. Yeah, I'm excited Can for you show the next me? one. I need to know a stranger like you. <laughs> okay, Nick. Now it's that was the episode. Those were my Marcus, questions. And now it's time for you to give me your challenge for next week. Marcus, I know you vaguely know what's coming, but let me let me set this up. Let me wet you. Set let me wet the, up. Let me wet the fans palette out there. Wet guys, me down. Now try this as doing something we've never done together. We are trying something new. Next week, we're going to record at a different time. We're going to be live on Sunday instead of okay. Thursday. But that's because now try this is trying out a guest. Oh, my dear friend, Josh Lehman is going to be on the pod with us. And Marcus, him and you are both challenged to watch the new Lin-Man well miranda movie in the heights baby in the heights Mm -hmm. i'm very interested very Mm -hmm. very interested Mm -hmm. i've listened to the soundtrack a lot never saw it so i'm excited to watch it i am so excited for you to see this film it was so important to me i cried so many times it was so influential and josh as tons of experience with musicals and broadway so he's gonna be able to bring a perspective that neither marcus and i have Mm -hmm. to our talk of in the heights please guys come out we are gonna be on that sunday check out our socials for the exact time yep follow us everywhere at now try this cast you can stream us at twitch.tv slash now try this cast join the patreon join that community and donate at patreon.com slash now try this cast and leave us a five-star review in itunes we're only five away from 100 yes 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 do it, Not baby. this upcoming Sunday, Sunday next 25th. Sunday. Sunday the 25th, yes. Okay. That will be awesome. our next streaming day. Woo! We did it, guys! Thank you so much for joining us. We love you. And go out there and try some things. We got the 1994. We got Sadie Sink with Kiana Madari. 1994.
Kiara seemed familiar. What was she in? Let's see if I can find out. Nothing. 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 I guess she just has one of those faces.